Hey, welcome to the Impact Podcast by Youthopia. Join me in meeting the youth of Singapore who are making a positive impact to the world around them. Welcome back to the Impact Podcast. Today, we're happy to have Jonathan Ng, the founder of Sinfutech, with us. So, Sinfutech is a Singapore food technology company that turns food waste into innovative food ingredients and products. As food processing byproducts are a large source of waste for the food manufacturing industry, Sinfutech aims to promote the concept of resource-efficient circular economy in the food manufacturing industry today. So, hi Jonathan. Today, we're going to have a conversation about tackling food waste in Singapore. But first, introduce yourself to everybody. Yeah, hi Nico. Hi everybody. Uh, my name is Jonathan and I'm the founder of uh, Sinfotech, a Singapore food technology company. And uh, you know what we do is um, turn food waste into interesting products. And our first um, technology is actually the technology to turn soy whey, which is a liquid byproduct in the manufacturing of tofu, into one of its kind um, soy wine that we are currently um, marketing as a brand called Sachi. Interesting. So I'm curious to know because I think when I hear the word food waste, right, I think about things like you know, like I never finished my Thai fun, yeah, then got yeah. a bit of like rice grains <laughs> left or like the eggshells, right? Yeah. Or like orange skin peels. But yeah. I, I don't typically hear of it as like being like a soy water, soy water product, right? Yeah. So tell me a bit about like why did you guys decide to, or how do you discover that this is a type of waste that you can look into? Cool, cool. Yeah, I think uh, food waste is... Um, you know, split into many different kinds of categories. Uh, one of the food waste is, of, of course, consumer food waste. You know, mm. the waste that goes into the beans. You know, the 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 unfinished rice that um all of you wasters throwing away. Yeah, Guilty. but <laughs> but I think you know the other part of food waste is also the manufacturing food waste. So what you don't see is a lot of manufacturers actually throw a lot of waste before it even comes to the tables of the consumers. Mm. And a lot of these byproducts are thrown in large amounts and can be collected in large amounts cleanly as well. So. Um, how we stumbled upon this idea was uh, actually one of my friends. He's actually the inventor of this technology that turns soy whey into alcoholic beverages. Mm. And how we looked at it was at the top three um, you know, food waste streams in Singapore. So the first is actually okara, which is actually soybean pulp uh, manif- during the manufacture of soybean milk. right? So after soybean milk, right, um, we realized that there's a huge portion of untapped potential where soybean milk was converted into... Um, tofu and a lot of the water that is being expelled of tofu which is called soy whey is being thrown away in large amounts and small manufacturers in Singapore have to pay fines or um, as they say processing fees to throw all this water down the drain mm. you know and it can range anywhere from 30,000 to 50,000 uh, in a year yep so even a small factory right can produce about 10 to 20 tons a day of that water and it's not being used right now it's all being discharged back into you know uh, filtration facilities to filter and get rid of all the nutrients before they discharge into the reservoirs mm. so as you're saying way I'm the, the first thing that comes to mind is like the um, protein shake right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also I think they use way to like produce I've seen other companies use way to produce like vodka like yes. alcohol right it's not a not it's not a new thing it's just that it's it's a technology that has been um explored before am I right to say that exactly exactly so most of the way that you heard of are actually milk way mm, yeah yes. so um, that's where they extract a lot of the protein and uh, milk way is actually the water is being expelled from cheese so in a way tofu is kind of like cheese la. Just, <laughs> that, just, just that it's in the vegetarian kind of form right um, and how we look at it is the way that's being expelled um, from the from the 
protein compound, uh, for example, cheese or tofu, has also a lot of nutrients and that includes some proteins as well. Mm. Yeah, so um, you are not wrong, but actually soy whey in in the most essence is um, it's just the water that's being expelled from something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So tell me a bit about, I guess like it, it's not an everyday kind of thing to be like, you know what? I will go and think about what are the food waste sources and then yep. make a business out of it. So exactly. how did you come about, you know, um, this stream of food waste? And then mm. like, how did you decide that? Okay, no, there's something here. We can do something with it. Yeah, yeah. So I was an entrepreneur um, all my life. Uh. So since I was 18, I started my company, you know, doing exotic pet trading. I was doing international <laughs> trade. Um, exotic exotic pet, pet trading. So like, you know... Um, I, Is that I, legal? It's legal, it's legal. Totally legal, right? So um, there are a lot of pets um, that... I, okay, so... The, the back story is my family doesn't like anything that makes a noise or is furry, right? So... Um, the only things I could keep were like reptiles. Uh, yeah, reptiles. But most of the reptiles aren't uh, legal in Singapore, right? So only terrapins and fishes. Mm. Um, and so you know, I started to keep um fishes and you know tried to deal with more exotic stuff like stingrays, albino species, um, and also like um you know different kind of morphism. So they they may be platinum. So it's like different color. Um than the ordinary la. yeah so um, those were some of the um, high-end pet products that we were trying to push out when when i was younger yeah so um, after that i jumped into so i have a myriad of variety a variety of interests right so after that i jumped into data analytics web design you know and i started my company um in singapore and in taiwan as well um and then you know uh, my friend um who is the inventor of this technology actually has been introducing me to a lot of his uh, fermentation products. So mm. he studies at NUS and he is a uh, PhD uh, graduate from there. Um, and his specialty is actually for fermentation technology, right? So he's been doing fermentation in durian wine and, and stuff like that. And, you know, all of it actually sucked on. The taste really isn't very good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But when he let me taste this thing, I thought, you know, it was just like any other wine. It tasted a little bit like a cross between Moscato, cider, and sake. And mm. I was like, what is this thing? He said, it's made of food waste. I said, I don't believe you. You know, you must have, you know, got it from a bottle of wine and, and, and let me taste it, right? And, you know, he showed me and he told me that um, there were a lot of um, potential in this food valorization technology. And I thought, yes, actually... Um, you know, we can not only do good for the society and, you know, for our consumers as well, but also, um, you know, it's it makes business sense because you're using food um, processing byproducts that are not used, right? So it doesn't mm. have any value. That's why raw materials are cheaper and it, we can definitely, you know, work our way up from there. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So you don't have any initial cost to purchase like the raw material yeah, to get yeah, the business yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. So you threw around a couple of terms. The first is food valorization. So tell me a bit about what exactly that is and okay. explain, I guess, like the process behind um turning the food waste into the product. Okay, cool. So food valorization basically just means upcycling of uh, food processing by products, right? Mm. And it just means turning waste into something of value. So in our case, we're turning soy whey through our ferment our patented fermentation technology into soy wine. So how that works is, um, you know, we collect the soy whey from the tofu factory fresh every day and it has to be treated within three hours. Mm. Um, the treatment will allow the soy whey, right, to be able to ferment and to eradicate all kinds of uh, microorganisms 
inside that are um, spoilage microorganisms. That means it may spoil or degrade um, mm. the soy whey. Um, and the next step would be to sterilize it before we inoculate it with our yeast. And through a fermentation of about 20 to 30 days, we get a really good tasting soy wine. Mm. Yeah. And through that, you know, I think that's the food valorization um, ideation and, and, and um, concept behind. Uh, it's turning something that is of no use um, through some technology into something of um, you know great use or and of great value. Mm. I'm I noticed you mentioned that it's patented, so it yes. means that you guys invented this technology exactly, and exactly. then the ideas that you have it sold at like a price. Am I right to say that? Or no, so so patents just means that you you have um, a a right over a certain technology or certain mm. product. Uh, in our case, is actually the process. Mm. Um, so the process actually is a three-step process, which um, is actually the adjustment of materials before um, the sterilization of our soy whey. And the last step would be a combination of yeast that um, you know is inoculated into the soy whey and allows for fermentation. So it doesn't occur naturally, fermentation, and mm. that's why you need a certain technology to support the fermentation of soy whey. If you just leave soy whey outside, right, uh, it will just turn bad. La. It'll mm. just be very smelly. Unlike grapes, if you just leave it outside in a vessel, it'll turn into grape wine. So um, in a in a way, it's not natural, but we're using natural ingredients and um, some techniques of science to make it happen and to, to allow it to be as natural as possible. Mm. So I'm curious because um, I think for... for it, It's interesting, right? Like using food waste to um turn into a product and and you mentioned just now that there is some kind of I guess like stigma associated with like oh using something that's considered like dirty yeah. or like wasteful into something that yep. you can consume. I think the first question is is there like a struggle with kind of um getting consumers to understand that you know this is actually like safe and good to consume. And the second thing is how does this help like the food waste situation in Singapore? Like how much are you really doing, you know, for yeah, for, for yeah. waste? I think um, in in your 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 question is a really great question, right? I think it's more of a you know matter of consumer perception. Mm. You know, if you think of food waste, if I tell people, okay, um, this wine comes from food waste, your idea is like, wow, are mm. you are you giving me like some rubbish to drink? You know, or you know, is it even safe to drink? And I think that's the most. Um, I think even. If if I wasn't in this industry, I would have thought the same as well. Yeah, so I would not. I would rather not use the word food waste, but mm. rather food processing byproducts. You know, or turning uh, raw materials into something special. Um, basically, because food waste is only waste if you don't use it, mm. right? So if you turn it into a raw material, then it's not food waste anymore. It has a purpose and it serves as a raw material. So, I think the 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 hard part is how to tweak that mindset of, you know understanding that waste um, can also be a raw material and can have really great, um, you know, products that are coming out of it as well. Yeah, so uh, in, with that in mind, I think education in Singapore um, isn't exactly um, the best in letting us understand, you know, about food waste and how yep. do we utilize that. Um, and I, I think it's it's something that education can't solve in a generation or, you know, or, or, or maybe in a generation or two, like, mm. it, it will be solved. But, not exactly now. Um, so on our part, you know, our part is to uh, create technologies that are sustainable. Um, and I think that's the basis of all our products, right? So at the brand facing end, we don't really tell our consumers that we're using waste, more mm. like we're using a new uh, raw material and 
um, we'll let the product do all the talking, right? About mm. the taste and everything. Well, you know, I have give you given you guys one bottle. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, no time to try it yet, but you know, taste it and you know you you know the difference. We'll let you know. We'll yeah. let you know. Um on the front of um the the whole idea of like um managing I mean it's ultimately still like food waste, right? And you mentioned that for for all the manufacturers of like soy products, um at the end of the day they still need to throw away these things and like they pay a certain mm-hmm. amount of price, right? So mm-hmm. in terms of like um reducing waste, I guess the question is how much how do you quantify the amount that you are saving, you know, like helping to helping the situation of like food waste in Singapore. Okay, cool. So I think when it comes to food waste, right, um actually NEAs only see solid food waste as um the the reducing factor. Mm. And you know, we are in fact working on other technologies that utilize solid food waste as well. Uh, unfortunately for our liquid food waste, it's not really considered, but we do take it as a form of um, you know, conversion or valorization. Mm. So we do count it as a one-to-one conversion, meaning to say our technology allows for 100% of the soy whey to be converted into 100% of the soy wine. Yeah, so uh, meaning if we do one ton a week, which we are doing, um, then, you know, it's it will equiv- it's equivalent to about uh, 1,000 kg that we are saving per month. Mm, yeah. mm, mm, mm. And so is, is um, the... the- soy wine the only current product that you guys have and what are you guys currently like working on as well cool cool yeah currently that's the only product we have unfortunately um you know it's taken us five years to reach here mm. uh, it's not entirely easy because fermentation takes a long period of time yeah and yep. alcoholic products in general um is kind of like a vice in singapore right so it's highly regulated it's regulated like arms drugs you know and and tobacco and stuff like that so um we have faced a lot of um issues when it comes to getting the licenses and um and getting the appropriate um you know ministries to look into you know what we have right here and how do we regulate it right but i think um you know singapore's government is really supportive in terms of um new product innovation mm. and we have done a lot of uh a lot of things in a very short span of time and you know now that we are out in the market i think um a lot of things that a lot of things have been solved quite efficiently Mm. Yep. interesting it, I think it's also very interesting that you said that it takes it took you five years to to yeah. get to this point so yeah. tell me a bit about like the process of, of, of doing the experimentation during the five years what okay. were some like I guess like highlights and some like really like challenges that you faced along the way yeah yeah I think uh, along the way there were a lot of challenges uh, most of it were regulations mm. um, at the later part of the, the the story you know but when you looked at how we did it in the first place you know we were doing it in like 300 ml 500 ml bottles so very very small bottles um, it took us about uh, six months to a year to uh, really figure things out and you know write a patent and and patent it and then after that you know we um, started to have bigger and bigger batches so like one liter 20 liters and 100 liters and at every stage in time right there were different challenges because as the scale increases um there are different techniques that you have to apply and um you know every stage in time we were like oh it's a great um milestone really you know we've hit 10 liters we've hit 100 liters but when we look back and we 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 see you know everything that we've done right now that we are at a thousand liters the front part seems 
insignificant, right? Mm. Uh, but I think it's it's the rigorous process of innovation and how we do it step by step to what we have today. Of course, actually the easiest way would be, you know, sit from the start, we go straight to a thousand liters, but it's not really that possible because there were a lot of learnings in between. Mm. Um, so I think that was the, the entirety of the process, like, you know, how it took five years. And mostly, I think most technologies maybe don't have to wait so long. Mm, correct, yeah, correct. Because fermentation, I mean, you get a lot of the results after like, you know, 21 days or like 30 days. So in that sense, the time that we take to wait and for those experiments to come back actually is about 30 times. Yeah. So, you know, if we could do other technologies, I think it would be much faster, which is what we are working on right now. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I can't share a lot of the things that we're doing. It's, it's not patented yet, nor is it out in the market yet. But, um, you know, we are also working on another base, which is, okay, so I think now we have wine, now that we have wine uh, from our Saatchi brand, we realize that there is also a demand for our spirits mm. because um, our soy waste spirit has never been heard before. And we are actually, um, you know, trying to talk to uh, regulatory bodies to ensure that, you know, um, we are able to do that. Uh, and I think it will be out in the market next year. Mm. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to, a soy, soy waste based spirit or a gin that truly represents Singapore, right? I mean, you have tequila that represents Mexico. Yep. You have baijiu that represents China. What about Singapore? I mean, we are a small-ass country, right? But we have like a lot of the top 50 bars in the world and we have nothing to prove ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that, you know, I, I, I would love for Singaporeans to feel proud about. Cool. It's very interesting. Um, I, I'm also curious to know, like, um, in in I think a lot of times when we hear when we think about like wine, right? Like we think about like vineyards yeah, and all like the yeah. the rows of like grapes. Yeah, the beautiful grapes in France, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where I wanna be. Um, but also like barrels of like the of of the wine that's been yeah. that's that's fermenting and stuff like that, right? But what does the what does the what does your company kind of like looks like? Like what's the wow. storage process like? Okay, okay. So so it's not as uh, beautiful and as natural as the, the wines and vineyards. Mostly stainless steel, you mm. know, like manufacturing facilities. Um, it's all very, very, very clean, right? So um, there's no dust in the in the place. You know, everything is all stainless steel and, you know, we try to make everything as clean as possible. Um, so it's just many, many tanks stainless steel tanks, many, many stainless steel sterilization parts. Mm. Um, and, and it's all, it's very sciencey, more mm. like a laboratory rather than a vineyard <laughs> or like a very old, you know, uh, wine, wine making facility. So, um, yeah, I think there is a huge difference, right? When you mm. talk about vineyard and you talk about wines, they have thousands of years of history and correct, we correct. could never be that kind of uh, brand, right? It takes a lot of heritage and a lot of um, history to make that happen and land and land right yeah and look at Singapore mm, yeah it's mm. just a dot in I don't know like the huge world map right we don't have much land we don't have like much of anything and I think um, that is why you know the, the factory actually looks very very different compared to the traditional vineyards and everything um, but I think that's also something special mm. right so we, we came from a science background and now that our facility looks like a lab I think you know it's it's fine Right, it looks um different, and we are out there to create different. We are out there to create something innovative, and you know I think that's why the brand Sachi was um invented. You know we wanted something that represents our generation. Mm. How many years has it been since 
the innovation of alcoholic beverages, right? We've been drinking wine, beer, and, and spirits for hundreds of years. But now that, you know, we are in a different generation where we are trying to have, you know, good conversations with friends, we don't want to get smacked drunk. You know, mm. we don't want to, like, get all red after a glass of wine and or, or, or a glass of beer. Um, so this is something that, you know, allows you to do that. You know, there's less alcohol, there's half the calories of beers and wines. So in, in the healthy... Um, conscious and health conscious age of our generation I think that's also something very suitable for us as well mm. yeah. okay so also what are the tasting notes of the wine okay okay so <laughs> it's it's weird right I have people telling me different things to me it tastes like a mix between uh, cider wine and sake some people has been telling me oh it tasted some it tasted like some um, you know oxidant variant of uh, a, a wine in Italy okay you know, it, it tastes like uh, you know like moscatos. So mm. everybody have different um, tastes, but the tasting notes are uh, fruity, aromatic, and it's very, very smooth. So when you drink wine, you know, a lot of people um, tend to avoid wines that are, they call it siap in Singapore. Yep, 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 yep. Right, yep. with that astringent taste. Yep. Um, and we don't have any of that. So it's quite dangerous. You don't really taste or feel the alcohol, but there is alcohol in yeah, so I think that's the unique point about it. You know, mm. some people don't really like the taste of alcohol. Mm. This tastes just like a beverage, half the calories of wines and beers out there. And, you know, it's also high in antioxidants. Mm. So, yeah, it's a health-conscious, you know, kind of wellness drink that allows you to have really deep conversations with people as well. Wellness drink, I really yeah. like it. It's like, you know how Japanese have the... Yumeishu. Yeah, Yumeishu. Something like Yumeishu, right? right? Something like Yumeishu. Cool, cool, cool. So, final question for you. Um, I guess it, since you are somewhat of an expert in like food waste No, no, I, I don't want to say that. I'm only in one kind of technology. There are many, many other food experts out there as well. Yeah. You are one of the few. One of the few. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess for, for the purposes of everybody tuning in, what are some of the tips that you would... um give to people who are in the field of like reducing food waste what okay. are some things we can adopt tips so I, I generally I think giving tips right is a little bit hard because it differs from person to person mm. but I think it's a matter of consciousness right um, you know sustainability I think it's something that our generation has to be kind of concerned about you know you see that the world is you know like heading towards an end like you mm. know everything is getting hotter getting cooler and you know, it's it's all quite crazy right now um and it's really not sustainable the 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 world that we live in might end you know in a few hundred years or I, we don't know how long right but um sustainability actually is a responsibility on the individual level on the corporate level and on the government level right um the the small amount that you put in um, currently may not seem significant but if everybody does the same then it's a significant portion mm. um, but that being said I think it's about consciousness it's about making conscious decisions uh, in everything that you do if you feel greatly uh, and strongly about creating positive change for the environment and for our world then you know everything you do like um, buying clothes or you know um, taking the public transport or um, you know being vegetarian or flexitarian for that matter, you know, in, in a couple of days a, a week, you know, I think all these um, trying to reduce carbon emissions and trying to reduce your footprint in the world will help in the long run. Yeah. And I think it really helps for, for you to tell yourself that you're doing your part as well. And I think corporations will follow suit when mm. when the governments, um, you know, implement. Because corporations are totally different from individuals and government, right? Government is for the well-being of the nation and the country. 
not so much for the world, mm. right? But they have the power to regulate corporations. Whereas corporations, most of it, um, unless you're talking about non-profit, right? Most of them are mainly on capital. Yep. So it makes more sense to buy a new bottle rather than recycling the bottle yep. because it costs more money to recycle, right? But um, if the government can, you know, try and regulate that and try and um, push for that to happen, and if consumers give that same pressure to corporations, then I think more more corporations will be more um, sustainable in their own essence. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's tricky. I think it's it's a, very tricky. Yeah, yeah, but I think most consumers don't really pay for sustainability. I mean, everybody correct, correct. loves the idea about sustainability, but correct. you know, if I were to give you a vegetable mm. that's the same weight and everything and one is more sustainable and the other one is not and you have to pay like two times the price obviously you, you don't want it to yeah so mm. um, I think it's difficult so I mean Singapore is a, a, a country that has no natural resources exactly. and stuff like that right it's difficult to track like food sources yeah, and yeah. it's tough but we try we try, we try. our best yeah, um, yeah. and I think on that last, very last note, I think it's it's interesting because um besides you being somebody in the sustainability industry and the food tech industry, you are also very much an entrepreneur, right? And yep. you you shared just now that you have a lot of interesting um ventures that you've been in touch with previously. So mm-hmm. I guess um what is a for for people who are listening, what is a piece of advice or you know a tip that you would give them in terms of like pursuing their dreams or like chasing after new things or new ideas that they might have an interest in yeah well i think that's a that's a great one right so you know since young i wasn't much into education yeah i mean i'm I'm the eldest in the family so i tend to set an example for my siblings but when it came to university i actually didn't really want to go but i'm glad i did anyways like, you know it's a good way to um connect and to, mm, to be more mature and network um but i think uh that being said right it's it's a totally different ball game altogether lah. Yeah. So, you mean when you enter like the yeah, after university? Yeah, and stuff when like? after university. Mm. So, um, you know, for for anyone who has a dream, right, really think hard about it. And it's, I mean, entrepreneurship is not for everyone, uh. Yeah, you have to understand that there are many ways for your ideas to become true. Yeah, you can work with a corporation to make it happen, or you can work with a partner who can, you know, um, like give you capital to start with. So you don't have that risk. You know, some people are not that risk at first, but you no, know, no matter what, um really stick with your dreams and passion because you don't want to grow up one day and looking back and say, oh, shit, I should have done this. Mm, you know, now I'm too mm. old to do this. You know, it's the, the the worst thing in life is you're you're 60 and you're regretting your decisions when you're 20 and 30. So just do whatever you, you want to do and explore whatever interests you because as Singaporeans, I think we are, we are far too boring, guys. We are far too boring. We do the same thing. We go through the same education. Um, and I think it's more about exploring, mm. right? There, there's so much on the internet nowadays. You can definitely explore beyond what you're given. And yeah, I think um, ultimately it's about exploring what is your true worth and what, what do you think about yourself? What is the legacy you want to leave behind? So yeah, I think that's my, that's my take on you know, pursuing dreams and passion. Mm, yeah, don't a regret. very good piece of advice. And I think I was, you know, looking also personally for a sign from God that I should just yep. leave and go to Bali and surf. So, <laughs> thank you, Jonathan. No you are worries, my no sign. You don't need a sign from God. You just need a sign from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for sharing today. I think you've given all of us a very fresh perspective on sustainability food technologies. And I'm very sure that Simfotech will continue to do 
amazing work um, to tackle food waste in Singapore. Very excited Thank for Thank the you. products that you guys will come up with. If you are tuning in and would like to check out Sinful Tech and the amazing work they do, you guys can visit sinfutech.com. That's S-I-N-F-O-O-T-E-C-H.com. Yep. And a shout out to my wine brand as well, Sachi. You can visit us at sachi.com or drinksachi.com. Thanks, Jonathan. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. This show was brought to you by Utopia. This project showcases everyday Singaporeans that have made an impact in our society. Have someone in mind? Nominate that person at utopia.sg forward slash impact.